Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Paranormal Archaeology Podcast, Vlogmas Edition. This audio can also be seen over on the Archaeological Fantasies YouTube channel, where you can actually watch the video that goes along with this audio. However, I thought it would be fun to put it up on the podcast for those of you who would rather listen to it instead of watching it. I hope you enjoy the topic. We are going over the first episode of Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum, where he discusses various artifacts out of his personal haunted collection. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, remember to like and subscribe. So all that said, let's get into the show. Field Journal 12-1-2021 We're not entirely sure why we're still out here once the snow's on the ground, but I guess it has something to do with hell freezing over and my sarcastic remarks about the field director's hat. Hello, church shirts and shards, and welcome to the first episode of Dirtmus, aka Vlogmas. So, a few things before we get going. I apologize for all of the background noise you are going to hear. Apparently, my neighborhood has decided to self-destruct all at the same time, and so every electronical device that you can have that will make noise is going off at the same time. Also, I have a new neighbor moving in upstairs, and I don't know what the hell he's doing, but I think he's completely renovating that apartment. That said, my annoyances aside, today we are going to start doing another version of Archie Fantasies Reviews, only this is a paranormal archaeology version. So around Halloween time, I think actually a little bit before that, um, Zach Baggins? Bannigans? started putting out a television show called The Haunted Museum, where he opened up his museum and he started to talk a little bit about all of the haunted objects that he's collected over his years of ghost hunting, which is fabulous because he really does have an interesting collection of stuff. And of course, for him, all of it is haunted. So brings us back to the paranormal archaeology end of this. Paranormal archaeology, if you haven't been following along with my new podcast of the same name, is the study of how people interact with objects and places after it has been decided that those things are haunted or possessed or imbued, for lack of a better term. So, for example, and I think he does actually talk about um, haunted dolls for I don't want to ruin a future episode but the idea that a doll can become haunted until the doll is haunted it's just a doll it's a toy you know it, it serves its purpose as an object of entertainment and then it becomes haunted and suddenly it is special and it is treated in a special way by everyone not just people who believe that the doll is haunted but also skeptics will treat it differently. Great example of this, now that I looked it up, is BuzzFeed's Unsolved Supernatural show, where the two guys go to different locations and they basically do a ghost hunt in the different locations. Now, one of them is a dyed-in-the-wool skeptic, does not believe any of this, thinks it's all malarkey. The other guy 
truly honestly believes and reacts in the best ways. The two of them together. I'm going to miss that show. I know it's their last season this year and I'm really going to miss the show. But all good things, unfortunately, must come to an end. However, the purpose of me bringing up the show is that even though one of the guys is a true skeptic, he interacts with the different buildings and the objects that they've investigated over the years differently than he would have if he hadn't been told that those objects or places were haunted. You probably wouldn't go into a random house and just start inciting a ghost to attack you if you didn't think or hadn't been told that there was the potential for a ghost to be there, regardless of if he believes in the ghost or not. But that's my point. Even if you are a skeptic to an object or a place being haunted or paranormal, you're still going to interact with it differently. And you're definitely going to interact with it differently if you do believe that it is uh, paranormal in some aspects. So bringing us back to the haunted museum. Each one of these objects that he brings up every episode is going to be an object that he believes is haunted. Zach uh, believes is haunted. Now, so for the purposes of paranormal archaeology, we have to go in with a couple of assumptions. And I know what happens when you assume, but bear with me. We have to assume that the people that tell us that they believe that an object or a space is paranormal truly do believe that regardless of if I believe that they believe that or if I think maybe they're just trying to pull one over that's neither here nor there we have to we have to assume that they truly do believe that an object is paranormal so we're gonna assume that Zach believes that these objects that he's telling us about are actually paranormal the other thing that we have to take into consideration is it doesn't actually matter if the object is paranormal. It doesn't matter if the doll is haunted or not. It's enough that people believe that the doll is haunted. So it really doesn't matter about the object itself. It more matters about people's interaction with the object. So I hope that's clear. I hope we all understand that. So when we move forward with this into these clips that we're going to be watching and we're just going to be watching clips of the show and mainly the first part and sometimes the very last part of the the show because the haunted museum the television show or i guess the internet show is one part zach telling us about his objects and one part mini horror movie and even in this clip that we'll watch uh zach admits that these are based on ideas around the objects not necessarily even based on any proven history of the object so i've skipped most of the intro for you guys so we can just get right into the interview so here we go let's get started i've spent my life searching for entities that come from beyond our world but in the case of this next story the opposite is true this time, I believe something came looking for me. Several years ago, I entered an antique store and almost immediately I was struck by a powerful kind of energy. Something in that shop was reaching out to me, calling me. That something was a massive dollhouse unlike anything I've ever seen. So one of the things that I wanna hit on 
before we get any deeper is the concept of the haunted antique shop. It is very similar to the concept of the haunted museum in that um, the collection, they're collecting of old and unknown objects creates a air of mystery and so it's not uncommon for people to perceive these spaces as being haunted not because of the space itself but because of the objects that are inside the space so it's not that the land or the building itself is haunted it's that that area becomes haunted because of all of these objects that have been gathered into one space and you'll see this a lot actually it's kind of an origin story that's very common with most haunted objects that have no known provenience or no known background is that they've come from a rummage sale or a antique shop or a, a swap of some variety it effectively creates an object with no history no known history so since it's a blank slate you can kind of project anything you want onto it and a lot of people do now i really like this story because this is the first time i think i've ever seen a dollhouse being the imbued object and i think that's interesting because i love dollhouses i love dollhouses and miniatures i just it's my thing um so the fact that this first story is about a dollhouse and the miniatures inside of it are just really kind of fun but um there are a couple things that are going to pop up in this and i don't want this to be a debunking kind of video even though there's going to be a couple points where i'm going to have to like step in for a minute and put my debunking hat on but for the most part we're just gonna like look at this object the way Zach is presenting it but I am gonna point a few things out as we go along so after I left the shop I couldn't stop thinking about it finally I gave in and I bought it and immediately after I felt a strange compulsion to fill it with satanic symbols and images I couldn't understand so it's important here to remember that Zach himself admits that all of those little things that you just saw, the little skull and the little tiny miniature satanic flag and all of that stuff, he put those objects there. So these are things that he has added onto this haunted object. So future editing, Sarah. So what this means is that Zach has admitted that he has altered the dollhouse. And knowing what I know now, if he admits to altering the dollhouse at this level, what's to say that he hasn't altered the dollhouse at a larger level to make it fit a claim that he's going to make later on in this video? He is enhancing an object that he believes is paranormal with items that make it even more paranormal, which is actually pretty common when you come in contact with... Um, haunted objects and even like when you look in the spiritual realm of things or when you look into the religious realm of things objects that are considered spiritual or religious are often treated in the same way like they're dressed a certain way they're 
cleaned a certain way. They are presented a certain way. They are preserved a certain way. And that's because it's believed to be good for the object or for the spirit that's inside of the object. So that's what's happening here. Uh, Zach is also going through the same motions, not for the same reason, if that makes sense. And why this was happening. But soon the pieces began to fall into place. Now, sometime later, I had the opportunity to investigate the infamous Westerfeld house. Throughout the 60s and 70s, it was used by Satan. I want to pause here because I want you guys to get a good look at the Westerfield house here. Um, and if I can find some better pictures, I'll, I'll stick one in. But I want you to go forward with this image of the Westerfield house in your mind. It's important. And <laughs> this is where I put my debunking hat on like Anton LaVey and Kenneth Anger to summon demons and conjure the devil himself. Once my investigation began, I made an incredible discovery. My dollhouse is an exact replica of this dark fortress. Already, there's issues with this claim. So let's step outside, come into the, come into the, the, the archie fantasies, the archaeological fantasies here. We are describing... We are talking about an artifact because at this point, the dollhouse is an artifact. It is a man-made thing. It was made for a purpose. It is clearly material culture. And houses are also material culture. They do fall into the archaeological record. So we are now comparing a three-story uh, kind of Victorian-esque, probably the same kind of late Victorian theme. So yeah, that's similar. But you can see that this is not an exact replica, which may or may not be important to you personally, but when we're doing the Archie Fantasies thing and someone says, it's an exact replica, then I expect it to look exactly like the thing it's replicating. And it's already not. If this dollhouse is the actual dollhouse that Zach is talking about, the one that he actually has in his museum, then it is not an exact replica of this house. But let's move that aside now and come back to the paranormal archaeology. What is important at this point is that Zach believes that it is an exact replica and that Zach believes that this house is sympathetically linked to the Westfield house because it is a replica of that house. And I now wonder if the ceremonies conducted at the Westerfield house could have also opened a parallel portal in the dollhouse that remains open to this day. My suspicions were confirmed by a psychic I recently consulted. Now she believes the dollhouse contains an active demonic portal, but she went even further. She said that it is one of the most dangerous and demonic objects that she has ever seen. And while we don't know who owned the dollhouse before me, the psychic believes that sometime in the past, the demonic forces contained within it ripped a young family apart. There's some really important things that happened in this very short span. Um, one is that we have established a paranormal link between the dollhouse and the actual real life house. And this is something that we see a lot in 
ritualistic purpose, ritualistic magic. Um, sympath it's called sympathetic magic. It is where you take an object and it is representative of either a real world thing or a real world person. Probably the most famous version of this would be a voodoo doll, even though that's kind of like a Western construct, but it's probably the, the pop culture thing that you can come up with readily, where you create a doll out of something and it is supposed to represent a person. And to connect that doll to the person, you usually like have to have like hair from the person or nail clippings from the person or other things bodily things from that person that you then put on the doll or put in the doll and that connects the doll sympathetically to the person and you can then manipulate the doll and by manipulating the doll you are also then manipulating the person in real life this is the same connection that's being made this dollhouse has been made to be the sympathetic puppet of the real house that exists in real life and so like he's saying not only is it an exact replica of this satanic worship house but there's an active portal in that dollhouse that connects that dollhouse to the real world house where all the satanic worship and all of this you know demon raising occurred so what it is saying is that <clears throat> those energies are also now in that dollhouse. It does a couple really interesting things that you kind of have to reflect on to think about. That's me using my fancy languages. Anyway, because by having this dollhouse that he now not only thinks is an exact replica of the real world house, but is now physically connected or spiritually connected as well, he now possesses, Zach now has a, a piece of the Westerfield house. You'll see uh, people taking tokens and souvenirs very frequently at um, areas that they believe are paranormal. Um, with dark tourism and that kind of stuff. Or just like, uh, what is it called? Lore tripping or something like that? where you go to haunted locations specifically because they're haunted and you're going there to have an experience, a lot of times people will pick up mementos and take them home. They'll pick up a rock. They'll pick up a piece of wood. They'll pick up, if it's a house, they'll pick up like a nail or something that comes from the location that you're at and you take it home with you. People do this anyway. Like when you go to the beach, some, t some people collect little bottles of sand to remind them of the beaches they've gone to. Um, that kind of thing. Seashells. Uh, you, you pick up a neat, a seed. There we go. Words. You pick up a seed or a stick when you go out for a hike. It's, it's something we do. We collect things. So this is the same kind of process. Only now Zach doesn't have to go to the Westerfield house to collect just a memento of the Westerfield house. He now owns, in some ways, spiritually owns the Westerfield house because he has the portal the the direct portal to the westerfield house by owning this dollhouse so that's kind of interesting i think that's a neat i i think that's neat a way of thinking about it um the other thing that i really think is interesting is that 
remember we had to go back to that whole like Zach does believe what he's saying is true which brings the psychic up so we also have to believe that Zach does believe everything the psychic says is also true which comes down to the psychic saying that in the past the dollhouse caused problems to a young family we all know that psychics talk in vague terms and there's a reason for it because it allows us to fill in the blanks, which we will do because nature pours a vacuum. So the, remember I said like the house objects in um, antique shops often don't have a backstory. They don't, they've lost their history because the, the history of the object is often not known when it gets to the um, antique shop which allows us to kind of project a story onto it where I would have seen this dollhouse and been like oh this was a child's toy or oh this was a, a miniature enthusiast's hobby because it is actually a really nice looking dollhouse I mean it, it looks like it's very well put together um Zach sees it and thinks, oh, this is paranormal. And so now that he has decided it's paranormal, now he needs to find out why he thinks it's paranormal and why he feels like he needs to put these really cool little miniature <laughs> satanic items inside this dollhouse. I'm not lying. I love it. Um, anyway, so he consults a psychic, probably somebody he knows that he trusts or else why would you consult them? But then this person not only confirms for him that yes, there's a demonic presence in the house, but that yes, the house is connected to the Westerfield house. And also someone else has owned this house before you, this Westerfield replica house. And because of the demonic portal inside this house, it has caused this entire family who we don't know who they are. There's no mention of who this family is, where they're from, anything, because they don't exist or rather they didn't exist prior to the psychic saying they existed again we have to assume that everything the psychic says the psychic believes so we can't verify at any point the psychic's information because there's no way to do so Unless we do know where the dollhouse came from and then we could follow the history of the physical object, the dollhouse itself. But from the sounds of it, either we don't know it or Zach is choosing not to share it with us. Zach now believes that the house is the cause of the downfall of a young family, whatever that means. Again, we, we can't verify anything. And what does a young family mean? Do you mean like a newly married couple? A young-ish couple that has a child do you mean the youngs <laughs> i'm kidding but anyway and while we will never know what fully happened to these people i can't stop wondering what it would have done to them these questions served as the inspiration for the story you are about to watch okay, and i'm gonna pause it there because now we get into the movie part and again fun to watch go watch it yourself good stuff fun stuff anyway Zach does admit this is all made up. <laughs> That's the important thing to take forward into the show when you watch this little clip is that it's completely made up. 
And even if it wasn't made up, unless Zach can produce, we're putting on our debunking hat, unless Zach can produce documentation saying that, you know, the house belonged to such and such a family and such and such tragedies befell this family, you can't even verify what the psychic said. And even if something did bad happen to the family and we could verify that there was a family, there's no way to really connect the dollhouse to it other than like the psychic says so. So we're still, we still come back to the psychic says so, therefore it must be true. Which again comes back to, we have to believe that Zach believes what he's saying. So because of that, Zach believes this house is haunted and it completely changes the way he interacts with it. Instead of interacting with it like a child's toy or a hobby enthusiast's masterpiece or just fun hobby, he believes it's haunted, he's put it in his museum, he's given it its own display, and he's now made a television show about it. So I am going to skip forward some in the show because there is a little blurb about it at the end. Okay, so here is the blurb at the end that on March 25th, 2018, Zach purchased the dollhouse at an antique store in Las Vegas. This is kind of the best image of the dollhouse that we get in the entire show. I don't know if he uses the actual dollhouse in the video clip. He kind of alludes to the fact that he does later on in another episode. So I guess if you watch the whole episode, you can see the dollhouse itself. But again, remember what the Westerfield house looked like. And now compare that image to this dollhouse. Yes, there are similarities. Yes, there is the lower front and then the higher top tower. But also remember all of the detail that's on the Westerfield house. Also remember that the Westerfield house has two stories in the front and then a three-story tower in the back. This one clearly has multiple stories in the front. And so that would mean that the back tower would have to be more than three stories. It's not an exact replica. The details are completely different. <laughs> it is the same time period being represented here, but again, I guess if you want it to be a representation, an exact copy of the Westerfield house, I guess you can say that it is if that makes you feel better, but it's not. However, again, if Zach believed that this house was just, this dollhouse was just a dollhouse, he would not have put it on display. I don't know if he would have bought it or not. I would have. Because I collect dollhouses. And I think they're cool. And I would totally have this one. So I would have bought it because it's a dollhouse. I don't know if Zach would have bought it just because it's a dollhouse. And I know for a fact he would not have put it in his haunted museum because that is the purpose of a haunted museum is to display haunted objects so this is the first episode of haunted of zach baggins haunted museum and i loved this episode personally <laughs> i don't know if you need my approval of it but there it is i thought it was a fun little twist i thought it was a fun little story the acting's all right i'm not a movie critic so do what you want with that but I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. It was fun. If they made it into a feature length movie, I would probably watch it too because I watch horror movies and I enjoy them. But if you guys enjoyed this video, give it a like, give it a thumbs up, 
do the things that you're supposed to do on a YouTube video when you like it. I guess you can also give it a thumbs down if you don't like it. Um, engagement's engagement. But if you don't like it and you have a valid reason for not liking it, please feel free to leave me a comment below. Uh, and uh, yeah, I will see you guys in the next video and happy vlogmas, happy dirtmas to you all. Thank you.